Hey there, Work, Love, Pray listeners. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite you again to join us in supporting Women in the Workplace during Forward's Giving Week next week, September 20th through the 24th. This month, Forward turns 10 and begins a whole new decade of ministry to women in the workplace in which we plan to empower 10 million women to integrate faith and work so they can become the world changers God intends them to be. If you'd like to support our mission and help us begin our journey to reach those 10 million women or more, you can donate by texting GIVE21 to 95577 or you can give through our website, forwardwomen.org. We hope you can help support the work of inviting every forward woman to be part of what God is going to do in the next 10 years. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. Well, as you heard me mention a few moments ago, Forward is turning 10 this month on September 19th, to be exact. And when we stop to think about everything that we've been able to learn about and share with our Forward audience... It's truly mind-boggling and humbling. We do not at all take lightly the ways that God has divinely used us in the lives of our women. And after 10 years and hundreds of mentor pairings, community group meetings, interview blogs, and a whole lot more, some of the top things that our audience continues to need support on are balance and boundaries. So this month, as we talk about redefining wellness over on the Forward blog and on this podcast, we want to highlight these two vital components of finding whole self wellness. Joining me today is someone who is no stranger to the importance of finding balance and setting up some solid boundaries. Elizabeth Knox is the founder of Match Pace, an organizational effectiveness company that helps teams work well and live well. She empowers teams to work effectively by helping them learn how to create space for collaboration and synergy and to minimize the mess of a typical workday so they can do the deep work that supports the mission of the organization and ensures people have time for their other priorities. Elizabeth writes, speaks, consults, and coaches on the importance of working in a way that prioritizes humanity. Her writing has been featured in HuffPost, Thrive Global, and Today's Parents. Her first book, Faith-Powered Profession, A Woman's Guide to Living with Faith and Values in the Workplace, was published in 2013 and helps women grasp the importance and power of their professional work. She has a new book coming out on September 30th called Work Reimagined that we will talk about later that will also be a very vital tool to any of you looking to bring a little sanity back to how you work. Elizabeth lives in Washington, D.C. with her husband and her four elementary school-aged children. She is a longtime friend of Forward, and we love to have her on the podcast and the blog whenever we can. So, Elizabeth, thank you for being here today. Jordan, thanks so much for having me, and happy birthday um, to Forward. (laughs) I don't think I realized... Then, so we all share September birthdays. Um, Match yeah, yeah. birthday is in September. Forward's birthday is oh, in September. Awesome. And my oh, birthday is in September. September. It's September 30th, the day the book is coming out. Which is oh, also Match Pace's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> should have sent you a cake. Uh, uh, we got time. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I said, you are a mom to four. You live in D.C. You run your own company. So... I have a feeling balance and boundaries are something that you have probably had to think about. Um, but I would love to know, you you critique yourself. How good would you say that you are at prioritizing or achieving whole self-wellness? And are there maybe certain things that you make a point to do every week to help get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so 
for me, this idea of whole self wellness, it's a little bit of the the idea behind the match face of that we are holistic people. So mm-hmm. we are component, you know, we're combinations of our physical wellness, our emotional wellness, our spiritual wellness, our relational wellness, our professional wellness, all of these wellnesses rolled into one. And the generally, while I would say that you should prioritize because I don't think we can do it all or we can't do it all at once. I do within reason realize like, that's not what we're talking about. A holistic life is where you're striking a balance in all of these areas and not letting one area or an area or another fall too far behind. Um, and so how good am I at it? I would say what I'm good at is being aware of how I'm doing in each of those areas or all of those areas combined. And I'm good at acknowledging that I can't prioritize everything and accepting the trade-offs. Um, so for example, this past year and a half when my kids have largely been doing remote schooling and we haven't had a ton of childcare, I've known I've needed to deprioritize other things and I've accepted the costs of those things. I think that we all think we'll achieve balance at some point. Um, when in reality, it's this constant evaluation, reevaluation, shifting and rebalancing that will get us the wellness that we want. Um, so, and then Am I doing certain, am I making a point of doing certain things regularly? Um, I have some daily practices that um, I get to three to four times a week. I joke with my dentist, um, you know, I used to say I floss twice a year before I come to see you, but now, you know, I floss three to four times a week. Like, you know, you it's, it's an effort towards it. And so I have other daily practices, not just my dental hygiene, um, but prayer, journaling, some gentle movement. Um, mm-hmm. And then you know, some other regular practices have taken a pause, you know, during the past year and a half, or even the past eight years, nine years when I've been having children. And I feel like where I am now is having a perspective that I didn't have before that I'm on Mm -hmm. a long journey. By the grace of God, I will be on a long journey. And there are some things that fade away and some things that reemerge and giving myself grace to recognize it's part of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good to do that. (laughs) We all need a little grace. Yeah. Well, and I know I'm not sharing anything we all don't already know, but I would say that the pandemic, and you kind of touched on this, it's definitely added a whole other layer of, let's just say muck (laughs) that we all kind of have to push through to get to that ultimate level of wellness. So, uh, you know, I mean, you have four kids, like you said, I mean, you had to deal with how do I care for them and also do what I would like to do. Um, So, I mean, like, how did, how did you deal with that personally? So my big thing is deprioritizing. Um, Mm. and so, and I think we all probably remember March of 2020, you know, two weeks flatten the curve. And, um, you know, I can say like, I had a feeling it would be longer than that, but (laughs) I didn't think it, I didn't know it would be this long. Yeah. Um, Did any of us? Yeah. Um, but so I, you know, I kind of asked myself like for this next time and mentally at that point, I said for the till the summer, you know, if I could only do five things, what would they be? If I could only do four things, what would they be? If I could only Mm -hmm. do three to just get really clear of like, this is the first thing I'm going to prioritize. This is the second thing I'm going to prioritize. And that means that even that number four and number five are deprioritized compared to number one and number two. Um, you know, for example, example, um, we are very fortunate to have four developmentally normal, physically healthy children, And so knowing my circumstances, I deprioritized academics. Um, Mm. You know, we didn't make it to all the Zoom calls. I have four children. That was a lot of Zoom calls. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, and if the kids wanted to paint or play outside, you know, we 
we went with that. And I Mm -hmm. believe that I took some stress away from my life by intentionally choosing to focus on life skills and character development and Mm deprioritize academics. Um, I deprioritized nutrition. (laughs) Um, You know, we're we're still on our- I think we all probably did that. (laughs) (laughs) We're still on a relatively steady diet of like a bread product plus cheese. You know, it's quesadillas, mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I acknowledge that cooking every night would be stressful for me and my husband. Right. And so we've opted yeah. out of that. And so that's how I think we have made it through this past year and a half was by deprioritizing things that weren't as important and acknowledging mm-hmm. that they come with a cost and accepting that cost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. I mean, <laughs> and it, it seems like we always hear that balance and priorities and boundaries are good for you. But what I'm curious about is why, you know, I mean, like what specific benefits can they bring to the table? Mm -hmm. So I think people always say time is your most valuable resource, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I actually think your attention is your most valuable resource. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if, you know, you've had the experience of theoretically you're not working, but you check your email because your fingers scroll, you know, just so easily. And then, you know, you're distracted for the rest of the night thinking about some email that came in that really doesn't need your attention till the next day, but it takes so much of your attention that night. Mm -hmm. And so I think boundaries and balance are about prioritizing your attention and, you know, being responsible for what is yours to do and what is not yours to do and being clear on that. Um, I think it's, I'm going to misquote the person, so I don't, I won't even do it. But it's ah, um, but it's someone who says like basically it's what's mine to do and what's not mine to do, what's mine to care about, what's not mine to yeah. care about. I think it's Susan Stabile, who's an Enneagram, um, like someone who's very present in the Enneagram community. Yeah. And part of that is just knowing, and then that gives you your attention towards the things that are most important. Mm-hmm. Um, because I will often say to clients, hey, it sounds like you have a lot you know, going on here, everybody has a lot going on. You're going to drop a ball. Yeah. Why don't you choose which ball you drop? You know, yeah. which one do you think is okay to let bounce, you know, or it may break, but otherwise a ball that you don't want to drop is going to maybe the one that drops. And so, yeah. so I think that's where boundaries and balance are an acknowledgement of there are more things asking for your attention than you can reasonably give your attention to. And so how do you want to choose what gets your attention. So it's getting a little bit of control back in your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I am excited to talk about this um, because like I said, I think it's going to be a huge tool um, for anybody who's listening right now, but you have a new book that is coming out on September 30th called mm-hmm. work reimagined. Mm-hmm. And the main drive behind the entire book, I feel like is the discussion around how the power of pace can help an organization achieve a new level of focus, engagement, and satisfaction, which who doesn't want that? <laughs> so I would love to know how, how did you land on the focus for this book? And is it coming from like a personal perspective? Um, so I don't know if you've ever heard of Nadia Boltz Weber. She goes by, she's like known as a sarcastic Lutheran. So she's a Lutheran minister. And a, find her now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she uses what we in our family call adult words or grown up words. So <clears throat> be aware that if you find it, that, 
I'll be uh, fine. You are an adult. <laughs> you are an adult, as are, I assume most people listening to this podcast. Yes. But she, um, she's talking about grace and mercy and compassion. But on her mm-hmm. website, she says, you know, the reason she's focused on those things is not because they come naturally to me, but because I am in desperate need of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a beautiful way to say that that's also what's behind match pace and work reimagined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I myself was tired of platitudes about boundaries and work-life balance. And we know how hard it is to achieve those things as working women. Um, oh, yeah. And so it's not this, you know, trying to carve out one hour to get a massage, mm-hmm. which is what people yeah. often, you know, self-care is yeah. way. I like that you guys are using the term self-wellness as opposed to self-care because self-care, yeah. I don't think it should be, but it's taken this fluffy interpretation. And, yes. you know, for those of us who have, you know, considerable responsibilities at work and at home or at work and at home, it's yeah. really hard, you know, and it's like one hour is not going to make me feel that much better. Like, it'll be nice, but it's, and by the way, well, so I mean, and, and, and a part of that too is I think self-care we've started to incorrectly call things self-care. Like mm-hmm. you're a mom, so you're going to understand this, but like I, I follow because I have a one-year-old, so I very not in the totus of past, I was pregnant. Um, and so I follow all these like mommy Instagrammers. And so like this huge thing going on right now is like, you know, self-care is not taking a shower. Like that's a necessity of life. Like that's not care. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, so I, yeah, I mean, I I agree, you know, self wellness is a better way to think about it. Um, because there's, there is a difference. (laughs) There is a very big difference. Yes. Um, and even those things, like we're saying, yeah, that's hygiene. That's not taking, that's not self-care. Like that's not some, you know, (laughs) gift you're giving yourself. Right. Um, But I think, you know, as women, so what we're saying is that self-care isn't the solution or, you know, even kind of piecemeal things, but really the solution is a sustainable pace. Um, And we know that life requires different paces in work Mm -hmm. and family life. Sometimes we have to all out sprint. Sometimes we're in a comfortable pace. You know, sometimes we get to take a chance to uh, take, uh, sometimes we get a chance to take a break and truly rest. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think too many of us are trying to sustain a sprint in too many areas of our lives for too long. And so this yeah. leads to burnout. And so over the long term, we find that a sustainable pace supports whole self-wellness so we don't crash and burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so organizations have a lot of power to help people either work well and live well or create yeah. environments where burnout, stress, and overwhelm are the norm. And so, yeah. you know, what we do at MatchPace is help organizations think about not just wellness perks. Um, you know, I mean, like we're all past the ping pong tables, which I actually adore ping pong and wish I had access to a ping pong, ping pong table, but <laughs> you know, we're not talking about perks, but it's, it's no longer, it's now like, how can you like exist in an organization that works at a sustainable pace? Um, and mm-hmm. that did, that absolutely came out of a place of, you know, like Nadia Boltz-Weber was saying, you know, my need, I was in need of a job that afforded me the opportunity to use my professional skills to make the world a better place and to be available for my other priorities. So I'm seeking to create that. I'm seeking to create that at MatchPace, but also to help other organizations create that. I'm seeking Mm -hmm. to help them be really clear on their priorities, deprioritize things that aren't important. Um, You know, make sure people know boundaries, what are theirs to do and what's not theirs to do. And so that's what we do at MatchPace. And then that's what the book is about. Um, 
and Katie Butler, who you know well and is also a forward woman, um, she and I co-wrote it and we took the frameworks and the approaches that we use with companies and put them into book form so people can apply it to their lives hmm. and their organizations. So is this a book that an individual should read or is it something maybe that a whole team should work through together? I would love to see a whole team work through it together. Um, And we actually have some bulk order options um, that if you, you know, like order it with your team of 20 or more people, I'll come do a like, you know, conversation with you about the the things. Um, Because I really do think it's great if you as an individual have boundaries, but if you work in an organization that doesn't respect boundaries or doesn't honor boundaries, it's really hard. So we're trying to help organizations know what their top priorities are, know how to organize people to put their best skills on it, know how to like develop a deep sense of honesty and trust so that people know that when people say something, they like, they're going to do something, they're going to do it. Or that when, you know, you don't need to check email at night, but your boss is emailing you at 11 o'clock. Like, what does that mean? (laughs) And so the book can walk an organization or a team through that. And that's really who we're targeted at because productivity gurus can give you a couple minutes back of your time. But if you're not working in an organization that can sustain that, it's really hard for you to do that individually. Yeah. Well, and I think that goes in with the quote that I want to share. So when I was reading the book, this honestly stood up off the page and smacked me in the face. (laughs) So of course I want to share it, you know, if that's okay. Um, So this is the chapter titled reimagining the workday. And in it, you wrote at the core of our work is attention. It's not time management or energy hacks. It's realizing that what gets most of our attention during the day often isn't what you need to be doing to achieve your goals and objectives. This leaves you overworked, burned out and feeling like you're never caught up. And that right there is why boundaries and balance are so important. And, you know, post pandemic, I feel like we have all had this come to Jesus moment, (laughs) you know, and realized that work and the way we've known it has changed. And now we need to change as well. And, you know, I'm just curious writing that. I mean, like, did you have a moment like that where you just kind of were like, oh, man, I mean, I have those moments every day. Like, I I mean, like I said, like I do this because I have this great need, right? I watch myself. Mm -hmm. So we have some stats in the book. The average like person works, you know, 47 hours in a knowledge economy. Like the average person works 47 hours a week. Of those 47 hours, 11 and a half of them are actually productive. So it's like we take 12 hours of work and spread it out over 47 hours. Mm -hmm. And you know, I am the same thing. I have what 17 tabs open up there, you know, where I'm trying to, (laughs) you know, buy our old neighbors, you know, our our neighbors are getting married. And so I'm trying to buy them a wedding present and I'm trying to, you know, like, what else am I trying to do? Get pictures of my kids from swim team and, you know, and by the way, like bid on a large proposal. And so like, I watch myself and my attention get fractured and splintered. And so every day I literally try to have come to Jesus moments. And I literally try to remind myself, like, what are the most important things I need to do today? What are the most important things that my organization needs to get done today so that we get those things done? And then I try really hard because we were talking about earlier, like your fingers just itch for your phone, you know, to go look at it. But I really try to have blackout times where Mm. like I put my phone on do not disturb and I am just with my family and you know, there are different techniques that I bring into my life because, because that's my life. And I see that life 
in so reflected in so many people that I talk to, so many of my friends, so many of my clients, so many of people who send me random emails saying like, what do I do about this? And so, <laughs> you know, I know that that's the way that we're all living and we want to live differently. And so yeah. that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, I, you mentioned having email on your phone. I actually intentionally have not put email on my phone. <laughs> so that's how I have, have kept my, cause I, I'm yeah. that way where if I see an email and maybe it comes at, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm like, it'll take me two seconds to reply to it. <laughs> you right. know, like it it's not a big deal, but you know, right. eh, it's a big deal. I mean, if it yeah. doesn't, even if it doesn't seem like it, you're sending a message that, you know, you don't have boundaries, you don't have balance really. So yeah, yeah that's and- how I get myself out of that. You know, so then you don't take your attention away at 6.30 or 7 at night. And also when you do change focus, it takes 15 minutes to regain your attention. So Mm. if you were doing something, you know, even for all of us professionally, that's why I like shut off pop-ups on my computer. And I, the only thing that's allowed is calendar pop-ups, but nothing else pops up because every time your face looks, you know, your eyes look like Mm -hmm. it could potentially take you 15 minutes to regain your attention, which is a huge cost. Um, you know, that you're not focused on the thing that you're supposed to be getting done. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, I have another quote, uh, from work reimagined that I love, and I think it brings up another element, let's say to our balance and boundaries conversation. Um, and it's without a why you'll find it easier to quit when the going gets tough. And at forward, we recognize that our why should be centered around our faith. Um, so, I mean, I, in your life, I would love to hear what has worked to help you integrate your faith into your typical workday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is the like constant conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that even like even just now, I was like, God, please give me the right words. You know, to say this wasn't a question. I you know, it was like I was like I hadn't planned a response to this question, and I was like, God, give me the words. <laughs> Like, I was like, Oh, how about it's that all day long. I'm like, God, give me the words, you know, God, when I'm in a coaching session with someone and I don't feel like we're getting to the right place, you know, I'm just like, Holy spirit, please like give me the right question to ask this person to unlock the thing that is keeping them, you know, in this mindset or this, you know, frame of mind. And so I think it's, for me, it's probably the constant conversation with God. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's a Quaker, I, be, I know it from the Quaker tradition. I don't know if it originated there, but there's a, um, a phrase there of I'll hold you in the light. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it kind of means like, I'll pray for you or I'll, but yeah. what I have done instead is because sometimes my like, I'll pray for you's were a little bit vacant. Like I didn't mm-hmm. actually pray for a person. Like I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll pray for you, you know, and right. didn't. Right. And so instead it's a, like it's a conscious moment thinking of that person holding them in the light, like saying, you know, and in my mind, that's a communication with God saying like, please like be present in their life. No, mm-hmm. you know what they're struggling with, you know, where they are, you know, and I, I don't have to spend, feel like I have to spend 45 seconds, like coming up with the right words. It's just like, God, you know, this, you brought this person to mind. I'm lifting this person back up to you, you know, like holding them in the light. Um, and so those are the two things that I do regularly. Um, to integrate my faith with my work day. Hmm, I love that. 
Well, if we've talked about Work Imagined and you want to check it out, uh, Elizabeth has actually been kind enough to give us two copies to give away. So if you'd like a chance to win a copy, uh, just head over to Forward's Facebook and our Instagram profiles and share the giveaway posts that are there with your followers. And if you share on Facebook and on Instagram, you actually have double the chance of winning. So go share, go post on your stories um, and good luck and you will not you will not regret putting in the two seconds of work to share it because it's, it's a great book. Well, let's bring this conversation full circle. Uh, for someone who is looking to achieve whole self-wellness and they have completely identified they need to add in boundaries, they need to find ways to balance or a way that we like to say around here is find integration. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what are three things that you would advise them to do? Um, so this feels like a little bit of a cheat, um, for two reasons. One, um, it's all, it's actually one thing, but it has three steps. So that's going to okay. be, and then I've shared it on either a blog or a podcast with you guys before, but we have a framework called prioritize, minimize, and delegate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what I would say. I think it was a blog. Cause I remember writing the answers to the questions with you um, <laughs> last summer, I think, but, wow. um, it's an exercise that we have on our resources page of our website but really it's just, you need to prioritize. Like you need to know what's most important um, because we all have so many things asking for our attention all day. And so if you're not clear on your own values, if you're not clear on your own priorities, it's really hard to sift through those things. Mm. And then even when you have your priorities, there's going to be more that needs to be done than you can probably do. Well, that's wait, that's the third step. Minimize is cut some things off of that list. (laughs) So like I said, deprioritize, like intentionally say, I am not going to worry about academics with my kids this year. Like I had, you know, the privilege and the like children to be able to say that, but I intentionally cut things off of the priority list. Like, of course, academics are on our priority list. Like I want my children to learn and grow, but for that time I cut it off my list. And then the third is delegating, which is, you know, there are going to be more things than you can do. And so I, you know, my children fold our laundry. I have delegated that, Um, you know, there are, things that I delegate, you know, you and I had a conversation earlier about some things that we've tried at match pace and we haven't been able to do, and I didn't have anybody to delegate it to. So I, you know, minimized it, but I would still like to do it, but I have to figure out a way to delegate it to somebody, you know? And so, (laughs) right. Right. So it's just this, it's this kind of, again, it's, it's a general repetitive, constant reshuffling, Mm -hmm. but like know your priorities, take things off your list that are important and then delegate what Mm -hmm. remains on your list as important, but you can't do yourself. That's Mm -hmm. it. I love that. Simple, nice and simple. That's what everybody likes. <laughs> All right. So my last question, um, it's become kind of a tradition or a, a routine, maybe but this sounds boring to say routine, but I always ask everybody who's on here this question. Um, and it is, if you could only say one thing to a woman in the workplace today, what would it be? That's a really good question. And I would say be still and listen, mm-hmm. um, listen to yourself, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you, listen to those that you love the most. And when you prioritize those voices, you'll naturally deprioritize deprioritize the voices who are outside, who are louder and seem stronger, you know, social media, someone whose career is a few steps ahead of yours, someone, you know, who you think you want to do it their way to get to the outcome that they got to. Um, and so that's what I would say, be still and listen. Um, And by that, I mean yourself, the Holy Spirit and the people who love you the most. 
Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation with Elizabeth. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash Elizabeth. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.